Okay, good evening, folks. Um, this is the UK House Price Index according to Zoopla for August 2023. It's quite interesting reading because out today as well, uh, Nationwide had their House Price Index out today and they're saying house prices fell by 0.8% uh, month on month to August. And house prices are now 5.3% below August 22 peak um, and representing an annual fall of 14,600 on a typical home. Um, it's, you know, it's quite interesting because I don't, I don't, you know, everybody follows nationwide, the news report nationwide and Halifax uh, figures. But remember, this is their figures are only based on their mortgage holders. Uh, and yes, they have a substantial amount of them, but they don't actually correlate strongly to Zupra, who has a whole lot of market, obviously, because they've got all their stage and listing property on mostly all um, over the UK itself. So they get a they get a bigger picture or a more fuller picture of what's actually going on uh, in terms of how the um, nationwide looks at it as well. So I'm a big believer of following the Zoopla pattern house press index rather than actually looking at nationwide. Uh, nationwide tends to paint doom and gloom, so does Halifax. Um, whether that's actually factually right or not is another question, uh, but I've never I've never had it come through to fruition that the nationwide has actually been right in their figures, put it that way. Okay, so let's talk about the house price index for Zoopla. Um, so the executive summary for Zoopla themselves, they're actually saying annual UK house price inflation slows 2.1%. So it's the lowest since 2012, according to them. House price growth ranges from 1.7% uh, in Scotland, that's a plus, to minus 1% in London. Uh, they also go on to say that the profile of regional house price inflation linked to first-time buyer affordability and the relative cost of renting and buying. Um, so there's a there's a link there um, between uh, the in price inflation and also first-time buyer affordability uh, to the relativity of cost of uh, buying or renting. This is just quite interesting because we're going to cover that right here. Uh, housing transactions still on track for 1 million by the end of the year uh, for completions. Um, so right across the whole of the UK. Sales completions, they are 21% lower, though, than over 2023, the lowest level since 2012. Now, I talked about this before. It's not necessarily house prices that show the health of the, the property market overall. It tends to be um, the number of transactions. So what we want to see is stability in the transactional levels, um, and it's going to be 21% down. But if it is 21% down, it does show um, we possibly have a limited supply of stock, which actually supports the house price um, itself. Hence the reason why they've only got a 0.1% plus, and uh, Nationwide turns around and says, but we've got a minus 5.3 year on year. Um, so that's why the difference in disparity uh, they look at it on a, on a whole basis, currently what's on the market right now and what's actually completing and what they're completing for um, against what's on the index and the land registry. So they go on to say as well, Zoopla, uh, cash buyer, sales expected to hold in line with 2022, which is good news, while mortgage-backed sales likely to be 28% lower uh, as higher rates impact demand uh, for mortgage holders. This is the higher rates and base rates going up. It's made mortgages... Uh, less affordable to people at the top end of the market in terms of price point. However, they're probably choosing to buy a property at a lower price point um, because of our affordability. Uh, remember, we move for we move primarily for our circumstances are actually changing. In other words, 
our kids leave home for university or, or they, they leave home to have their own house. Therefore, the house is too big, so we go to downsize. And we have children and we have our extended family. We have to upsize as a result of that. And um, people go their separate ways. Therefore, they have to sell the main house and they each buy two separate um, properties individually for themselves. Uh, people actually get together for the first time and they buy a home together as well. So that it's the circumstances that drive the housing market. It's not necessarily um, the fact that, oh, I could make money out of the houses. That's only really primarily for an investor, I would say, uh, which, which is about... 94% of investors in Scotland, for example, have only one property, 5% have two properties and 3% um, and 1% only have three properties or more. Um, so very, very limited in terms of the number of properties every investor has, most have just one property overall. Uh, faster earnings growth improved improving housing affordability. So in other words, uh, earnings are actually going up. Uh, they've gone up 7.8% uh, in the year on year, according to the um, um, the statistics uh, from the government. And so the, and, and if you add in bonuses for NHS, they've gone up to 8.2%. So they're actually going up. Therefore, they're supporting affordability levels as well. So it actually helps the housing market overall. Uh, lower mortgage rates as well are key to improve demand and sales in 2024. That's what Zupla finally goes on to say. So let's look at what the graph I've got here. Um, this is it here. So this shows you overall. Let's uh, just go through this. This is demand. Um, so demand and sales running below five-year average. So this is against the five-year average. So it's 34% below the five-year average of demand. Uh, the number of sales agreed is 20%, as we'd said before. Um, below the five-year average. Uh, flow of new supply is 9% below the five-year average. Now, flow of new, new supply is 9% below. Therefore, it supports the market to say that um, there's less properties on the market. Therefore, it probably supports the house prices themselves from actually falling significantly. Um, stock of new homes or, or stock of homes for sale has actually gone up 16% um, compared to the five-year average, which is uh, which is probably good news. Um, we don't want too limited stock because then for we have another mini boom um, itself. Um, so what are they going to say then? Well, higher mortgage rates. Uh, higher mortgage rates weigh on the market activity overall. Uh, the housing market continues to adjust to higher mortgage rates and cost of living pressures with weaker demand, uh, fewer sales and very low house price growth. Um, it's a slow and drawn out process exacerbated by the seasonal factors, which is summer, spring, autumn and winter. Uh, market activity continues to track in line with 2019 levels, but remains well below levels of activity recorded over the most recent pandemic years. Um, looking at the last four weeks, uh, Zupla says the leading indicator showed demand for homes is running at 34% lower than the average compared to the same period in the last five years from 2018 to 2022. So they're going to then again, again say sales agreed are down to a lesser degree. So they're down by 20% as the availability of the homes for sale has rebound after a period of scarcity. So in other words, um, what they're trying to say and here is the um, indicators of demand for homes is running 34% lower, but the number of homes actually uh, completing is only 20% lower. So there's still a good demand out there for certain types of homes. More than likely, we've looked at this before, um, annual, um, and, and, and it's te technically, it's probably everything up to about 250 to 300,000 actually sells quite well. 
Um, everything after that starts to peter off in terms of the demand for it because affordability becomes more difficult and people uh, require mortgages to have that. Um, so let's have a wee look at the graph here um, we've got for the areas. This is over the areas, uh, Scotland, Northeast. Uh, so this is Scotland, Northwest as well, of England. Um, this is also, when we look at it as well, it's the um, uh, West Midlands, uh, Northeast, Wales, East Midlands, UK. So UK overall, 0.1% improvement. You can see Scotland's 1.7%. So Scotland is actually doing the best, according to Zoopla, out of all the areas in terms of house price growth. So they're still very, very uh, buoyant in terms of their market. Uh, but the ones that are suffering is Southwest, Southeast, England, uh, Eastern, and also London. No surprise. But remember, it's only a 1% drop year on year, according to their statistics for Zoopla. And, you know, I, I think they're a, they're a good measure, a good barometer of what's going on in actually in the UK housing market overall itself. Uh, so they go on to say then, southern regions uh, register the largest price falls. Uh, weaker demand, more price sensitive buyers, um, and fewer sales have led to a rapid slowdown um, in the house price inflation over the last year. So annual UK house price growth is at 0.1%. Uh, and it's a, a it's really a, a virtual standstill, I suppose. Um, and this is the lowest annual house price growth for actually 12 years since August 2012. But that's nothing to worry about. Just when we say, it will almost say as if it's negative. This is the lowest annual house price growth in the last 12 years. Okay, is that what we want? Just average house price growth. We don't want anything like a boom market. We don't want anything like a negative market. We want it to be you know, reasonably, probably one or two percent every year. Um, so that's actually quite a good thing to have it right like this, because it's a balancing for the last 30 percent jump we've had over the last three years overall. Uh, there's a clear north-south divide in house price inflation. All regions across the England are registering year-on-year -year price reductions of up to one percent. Uh, other regions in, in the countries are, in, in the UK are posting uh, single-digit growth, like Scotland, for example, at 1.17 in terms of its growth. So they go on to say Zoopla, actually, this pattern of price changes reflects the greater impact of the higher mortgage rates on the higher value of housing markets. Um, in other words, affordability of mortgages when the price is a lot higher. So buyers in the southern England uh, need larger mortgages, as we've explained, uh, bigger deposits and higher incomes to buy. Um, this effectively prices more buyers out of the market for that reason. So it weakens the demand and also it pushes down prices in these areas uh, because therefore it demands less and you've got more supply. It's a supply and demand uh, situation where possibly it's, a, it's turning into a wee bit of buyer's market in the, um, in the southern regions of England and London. Uh, so activity um, and, and holding up better and more affordable markets, and particularly they go into, say, Scotland. Uh, these trends will continue over the rest of 2023 and into 2024. So prices are actually holding up where first-time buyers can actually still buy. That's the great thing, and I think, think that's where the affordability is for Scotland overall. So what can I say about that? Um, let me just say, uh, well, um, Zoopla then goes on to believe that variation in house price growth uh, across the UK is partly explained by the availability or uh, ability of first-time buyers to buy at uh, higher mortgage rates. Uh, first-time buyers actually account for one in three sales a year, so 33% of the market right now, uh, most of whom originate from the private rented sector, which is good news because then they come out of the private rented sector Therefore, they release another house for somebody that needs it in the rental sector, and they go on to buy as well. 
and that keeps that natural cycle going. Uh, this means that the dynamics of renting and buying will impact on, on demand and prices. So lower mortgage rates over the recent years made mortgage repayments for buying much cheaper than renting. So it made a mortgage a lot cheaper than renting. But remember, um, a, a mortgage is the least you'll ever pay for a house. Renting is the most you'll ever pay for a house because you don't pay for any repairs or improvements in renting, the landlord does. Whereas a mortgage, you have to pay for your own repairs and improvements for having that. Plus the fact you have to pay for your entry and exit costs in terms of buying and selling and legal fees as well. Whereas renting, you don't do that. You can just deposit first month's rent up front. When you leave, therefore, you pay your rent up to the point of your due and then you get your deposit back if you looked after the property. It's as simple as that. So it's an easy exit and entry um, uh, pre premise for the rental market. So they both got really pluses. Uh, and then it's the swing and roundabouts about which one's best for each person. So we're going to go into talk about that. And uh, Zupla talks about that as well. So this is supported by first-time buyer demand uh, and, and led to much many more first-time buyers to buy uh, three-plus three bedrooms, um, homes, bypassing, uh, bypassing the market for flats and smaller houses, which means, this will mean, if they're bypassing the flats market and the smaller houses market, as, as, as base rates continue to go up, these houses and flats will become more in demand. Therefore, they'll probably increase more in value over the next couple of years in comparison to semi-detached and detached houses. Proportionally, that means, in other words, percentage-wise. Because obviously a detached house is sitting at 350,000, whereas a flat is about 126,000. So 10% of a flat is 12,000, whereas 10% uh, of, a, of a, a detached house is 35,000. So, um, but 20% of a flat is probably about 24,000. It's nowhere near the 10% of the semi-detached. So see what I mean? So the percentage will, will jump higher for the flats and for the smaller houses, but it won't jump as high for the detached and semi-detached properties. So let's uh, jump back to this. So um, Zupla goes on to say mortgage rates uh, of over 5% have now reversed this trend. Uh, the national average making renting 10% cheaper than buying in the at the UK level, despite high growth in rents in recent, recent years. So Zupla is actually confirming that it's 10% cheaper um, to rent than it is to buy now a house. So you might find a lot more people actually considering actually uh, using uh, rent and accommodation because it's easy entry and exit. And also the very fact that it's the most you'll ever pay for a house because it's your rent. Um, all the repairs and improvements are done by the landlord. Um, however, let's look at the graph for this uh, and it will show you by regional basis. Zoom in this and here we go. Okay. So here we go right here. This is the graph and you can see Scotland. Uh, so buying cheaper than renting in six areas at 5.6% mortgage rates, this says. So in Scotland, um, it is actually the average rent is 748. The mortgage repayment is 620. So it's actually on this, on the face of it, it looks like it's, it's, it's cheaper to buy than it is to rent. But remember, you've got to factor in improvements and repairs and that's 620. So you've got a differential there right now between buying and renting of £128 a month. So £128 a month is round about 14, probably, um, uh, yeah, probably about 14,000 a year, I think that is, or thereabouts. So about 14,000 a year 
100 pound, no, 1,400 a year, uh, 128 pound a month. So therefore you've got to factor in, do you think you're gonna pay more than 1,400 on your house uh, and improvements or repairs over the year, plus the fact you've got the, how long you're gonna stay in the house, um, which could be um, just two years, Therefore, you're going to have to pay for the legal fees to buy it, and then you're going to have to pay for legal fees to sell it, and you're going to have to pay an estate agent to sell it as well if you're no keep it, uh, and then you move on to your next house. So therefore, if you measure that in the 2,400 extra you would pay between buying and renting, the 2,400 um, is probably just the legal fees uh, for buying and selling uh, without even taking the estate agent fees and repairs and improvements into account. So still, in the face of that, in the face of it with these two numbers, it looks like uh, renting is actually less attractive than buying Scotland, but in actual fact, um, if you look at these other factors into account, renting is actually qu quite a favourable option if you're not staying in the property long term. But the highest areas that they're saying here is northeast uh, England, northwest England, and Northern Ireland, um, Yorkshire and Humber, and Wales. And then it starts to drop below where it makes it more worthwhile to actually um, rent than it is to buy because uh, the mortgage is in affordability in the West Midlands, East Midlands, uh, the Southwest, the Eastern, and the Southeast in London are far greater than actually renting. So it's preferable to rent in these areas in comparison to buying because the prices are, are astronomically high. So what is Zoopla going to say about that? Then? However, the experience of would-be first-time buyers varies across the UK. Uh, a renting a buyer, a, a renter, a renter buying a home where they would, where they, um, they rent would find it cheaper to buy um, than rent in the six regions of the country in the lowest areas. In Scotland, the northeast, the average mortgage repayments are up to 18% lower than rental cost, but then you've got to factor these into account. This supports access to housing market and the demand for homes. And in contrast, it's more expensive to buy a home and the rent all across the Southern England and the Midlands as well. In London, the average monthly payment is 24% higher than actually renting for a mortgage. So it doesn't make it an attractive option possibly to buy in London at all. Um, so mortgage rates and, and one are pricing for uh, more first-time buyers at the sales market um, across the England and reducing demand and compounding the downward pressure on house prices. Uh, actual position is worse, um, they're going to say Zoopla, um, for, uh, for all first-time buyers when allowing the fact that the mortgage lenders require new borrowers to be able to afford uh, higher mortgage stress rates closer to 8.5% rather than the product rate of 5.6%, which they're actually getting at um, uh, using this analysis. This reinforces uh, Zoopla's view that the price reduction will remain concentrated across southern England, where affordability challenges are the greatest. Uh, that's the price reduction. So southern England will see higher price reductions uh, than actually um, uh, Scotland overall. So we, we, don't, we see Scotland's a very, very stable market, and particularly as well in, in our region, which is Fife. Uh, and, and other regions of Scotland as well. Uh, okay, lower house prices and mortgage rates are needed to stimulate demand and sales overall. Uh, they're on track, uh, according to Zoopla, they're on track. We're on track, uh, UK sales, um, for a million uh, completions. That'll be down 23% on the five-year average. So house price uh, growth has slowed rapidly over the last year, and the primary impact of higher mortgage rates has been lower sales volumes. So the higher mortgage rates has, has, has led to lower sales volumes as demand drops. Their data for Zoopla and the number of homes being sold subject to contract over the year today shows the market still on track for 1 million sales completion in 2023. This will be 21% down on 2022 levels, and the lowest number of sales since 2012. Uh, and that's equivalent to the average household moving every 23 years 
So the average household, according to Zoopla now, is moves every 23 years, according to these numbers. That's really surprising because I remember years and years ago, maybe about 20 years ago, um, the average household moved within six years and seven years. So Zoopla is painting a totally different picture. Uh, here's a nice wee graph to demonstrate this overall, um, where they see the number of transactions. So we can see in 1973, um, you can see their uh, number of uh, completions was uh, just over a million itself. Um, and in 1974, it was just under a million. And then it goes on, the highest peaks are number of transactions, about 2 million almost in 1988. And then you had that, you had that crash in the early 90s. That was a big problem. So therefore, transactions dropped quite low. And then it, it started to spring up in the credit crunch. Just before that, about 1.5 and 1.6 million. And then 2008 dropped like a stone to round about um, 900,000. Um, and, and we're just going to be over that slightly, but that's not anything to be concerned about because it's been about 1.3 for the last um, three or four years, uh, an actual fact. Um, when we look at the numbers um, and you look at the two booms that have just happened, it's quite consistent with the previous ones before the boom. Um, so, and these were good markets at that time. So I don't think it's anything to be too majorly concerned. But Zoopla goes on to say that uh, cash buyers hold steady as mortgage rate, as mortgage sales actually drop overall. So there's a lot of drivers out there, but the big driver of this reduction is fewer sales funded by mortgages as a result of higher mortgage rates. Um, so based on trends over the first half of the year, and the estimate that cash sales will fall just 1% over 2023, according to Zoopla, compared to 2022 levels. However, the number of mortgage sales are projected to be about 28% lower. Uh, and uh, the net de uh, decline across cash and mortgage buyers is 21%. Uh, now, this is what Supla says right now, but I, I personally think the banks are going to be more creative overall. I think the banks are going to be very creative in their mortgage uh, mortgage lending. You can see that coming through because they're keeping their base rates, uh, they're, they're keeping their uh, actual mortgage rates uh, almost on the base rates level. So they're 5.6 for their mortgage, yet base rates are sitting at 5.25. And you kind of think, where do they make their money then? If, if the base rate's at a 5.25 and they're only getting 5.6, there's no much in that. But what they're doing is they're doing 3% arrangement fees over a two-year period for fixed deals um, and tracker deals and five-year deals. Um, so they're doing 3%. So if you put 3% over two years, uh, you're actually adding on another 1.5% each year um, to that mortgage itself. So that's where they're making their margins and the higher arrangement fees, and they're adding them on. So they've been very, very creative in terms of what they're doing. They're also looking to move out their uh, uh, terms. So they're, they're moving them uh, possibly 25 years, and they're moving up to 35 years, which brings the monthly cost down by 20%. But it puts the overall amount you've got to pay back on that basis up by about 40%. Um, but that's the swings and roundabouts because within a period, a certain period of time, you might earn more money. Therefore, you'll be able to pay down your mortgage quicker. Therefore, that uh, term of 35 years might not be applicable. Therefore, you might actually pay a lot less than what you expect. But it's to make it easier in the short term for people to buy houses and keep the fluidity of that market going and the flowing of the market overall, the cycle, the natural cycle. So Zooplying then goes on to say existing homeowners using a mortgage typically account for a third of annual sales. Um, so first-time buyers are a third of the market. Um, mortgage uh, typically account, no, mortgage people typically account for a third of the market as well. So this group for mortgages, the third of the market, uh, is under less pressure to move as they're already in a home and, where possible, will be waiting until the outlook for mortgage rates improves 
from its current levels right now. Uh, I personally think mortgage rates are maybe going to go up again um, in terms of the base rates. But again, we'll come back to saying maybe mortgage uh, banks will, because you have seen them reduce them slightly, the overall mortgage rates. So you kind of scratch it and think, well, if base rates are going up, why are you reducing your rates? Because they're loading it into the arrangement fees. So Zupa then goes on to say the, the economics of new buy-to-let purchases are also being squeezed by higher mortgage rates. And mortgage buy-to-let purchases typically account for 8% of sales in the UK market. Buy-to-let investors in southern England need to inject 40 to 50% of the property value as equity to get the numbers to actually stack up, meaning new investment will be lower over 2023. Uh, well, first-time buyer numbers will be lower in 2023. We expect them, or Zupa expects them, uh, to hold up as a result of more flexible working, opening up options to buy in cheaper markets as well as buying costs being lower than actually renting in more affordable markets, for example, like Scotland and the north of England. Um, in addition, and Wales as well, Northern Ireland, in addition, more landlords selling, more landlords selling, uh, selling previously rented homes are typically priced at 25% lower than the wider market. Uh, and that's actually boosting availability, available supply, uh, and that appeals to first-time buyers overall. So prices are holding up where first-time buyers can still buy, remember, um, as I said before. Uh, so let's go on and we'll talk about um, affordability as it improves, as earnings rise quickly uh, in terms of that and makes affordability really good for the market. And that's what we really want. If people, are still, if people still afford it, it keeps that going, that market. It's the transactions that are the most important one. It's not the house prices overall. There's a lot of equity built up in properties over all these years where people haven't been remortgaging. They've just built this equity up, especially over the last three years where everybody's jumped about 30%. So if you've had your house in year four or year five when you bought it, you've had a massive increase. So if prices drop by 10%, you're still up by 20. So it's neither here nor there in terms of where you are. If you're continuing to stay in it, it makes no difference at all. But if you're moving anyway and you're staying in the same area, you're trading like for like. So if you're trading up, you're obviously going to pay a bit more than the 10% drop, but you've got a 10% drop and you've got a 10% drop. So it's like for like, but you're paying a bit more because you're getting a bit, you're getting a better deal if you're trading up actually, because the 10% drop in that price is usually a lot higher to what yours is. Uh, you're trading down, it, it follows the other way. Hopefully everybody understands that. If you're not very sure of that, please feel free to ask a further question. Or, or, or if, you're, if you're watching this and catch up with the podcast or that, uh, please feel free to message us in and, and I'll be able to answer a wee bit more on that for you uh, individually based on your individual question. So housing availability remains uh, the primary barrier to more sales, uh, both the level of house prices and the cost of mortgage repayments are actually making that difficult. So the challenge is the greatest, uh, and is the greatest in the south, southern England, and household income to buy a property remains uh, at about seventy-five percent, or at over seventy-five thousand in many market areas. So in other words, they have to have seventy-five thousand in income to actually buy a house in some of these areas in the southern areas of England. So higher mortgage rates increase the UK mortgage repayments by twenty. 3% according to Zupla, or £216 a month extra over the last year. So mortgage rates are starting to drift lower, but remain over 5%. Um, Zupla expects them to fall below 5% later this year, but it looks set to be as much drawn out process as the financial markets reevaluate how much longer interest rates need to remain high to bring inflation under control. 
Any further improvement in affordability for, from lower mortgage rates is unlikely to impact on the market until uh, the first half of 2024, I would say. Uh, so let's have a look at this. Um, here we go, house price uh, to earnings ratio. So this is the graph here. Uh, and we can see there, so the 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 um, red one is the house price in, in, there's no surprise the red one is London, that's the highest house price uh, earn to earnings ratio, and that's sitting around about 10 times earnings in the London area, which is okay, it's not, I mean, six times usually a, a normal market, um, and, and you look at the south of England, um, it's sitting around about the eight times, if you look in the north of England, and you also look in the Midlands, it's sitting around about six times, but the great thing is affordability in Scotland and Wales um, overall, because they're sitting around about, you would say, five times. Now, in Fife itself in Scotland, I've, I worked out around about 5.5 according to the UK House Price Index and also the government's uh, 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 statistics about how much the average salary is in Scotland itself. So Scotland is still very, very affordable overall and their market will be very robust in the next uh, six months towards the end of the year. Um, so they go on to say then, Zoopla, um, the affordability of improve, is improved relative uh, to earnings as wages rise up to 7% over the last year, which I've just discussed in the very beginning, 7.8% actually. Uh, house pricing affordability on the house prices to earnings basis looks set to improve uh, by 9 to 10% over 2023 as price uh, registers, uh, price registers uh, modest falls and average, price, uh, average earnings increase as well. Um, when negotiations are settled, because some of them are still outstanding over the last couple of years for some of the unions. Uh, the UK house price uh, to earnings ratio will be more in line with the 20-year average at the end of 2023 at 6.3 times. 6.3 times is an excellent market. That is a really robust market. That's a stable market. So you have to bear that in mind. Are you Should you be investing as a private landlord? The answer to that is the numbers work out. The answer to that is yes. We're going to talk about that more, Richard and I, tomorrow, um, about diversifying your lets. Um, it's, it's, it's all about diversifying lets in different areas and different markets in order to maximise your, uh, your, your earnings, in order to maximise, uh, in order to de-risk most situations from volatile swings and maybe interest rates or occupancy rates or, or, or anything else or rental values. Uh, judging in Scotland, for example, by the rent increase being restricted by the Scottish Government. Um, so that's why you would do that. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow um, for uh, our landlords and investors on our um, show at 9.30 with Richard and myself. So on a regional basis, Zoopla goes on to say affordability has improved in most in, uh, the, the most in London. Uh, who would have thought that on a regional basis, affordability has improved most in London? Hence, the price to earnings ratio uh, will get into single digits for the first time in 11 years as house price growth has, has been low. Has, has been low since 2016. So London's actually house price growth has been low since 2016, uh, which is good news because earnings has been a lot more, which makes it more affordable for people to buy in London than it did um, before 2016 itself. Uh, so Zoopla says they go and expect earnings to continue to rise faster than house prices again in 2024. I'll say that again, Zoopla expect uh, the, to con the earnings and people's earnings continue to rise faster than house prices again in 2024, making it really affordable. Now, your salary, if that goes up by 7%, that 7% of that salary is a lot more than a house price um, in, terms of, in, terms of, in terms of a mortgage, if you take that into account. 
the mortgage only goes up 7%. The mortgage is a small proportion of what your salary is. So 7% on the mortgage and 7 extra on a mortgage and 7% extra on your salary are two different things. Mortgage is far lower than what that is, so it makes it more affordable overall then. So they said they expect, they can, they expect the earnings continue to rise in 2024, including the measure, the measure further, especially in the southern England, together with the mortgage rates at four, between 4 and 5% range will support sales volumes closer to the long-run average. Uh, looking ahead, so this is where we're looking ahead now. Uh, actually, Zupla says looking ahead, they remain optimistic about sales volumes, the house price growth, uh, more flexibility working um, will, will drive that number, and also demographic trends and the age and an aging population. A strong labour market, which is essential right now, we've got still got a strong labour market. We're still sitting about 4.3% unemployment. I, I mean, you know, economic terms, when you look at the economics of a full employment economy, it actually goes between 4 and 6% as classified as a full employment economy. Um, in other words, everybody's in their job because they take the 4% uh, of jobs that are unemployed um, and they balance them off against the jobs that are available. And the assumption is the people just need to find these jobs or retrain for these jobs and that's everybody filled in jobs again. Um, so that's why they call it a full, a fully, a full employment economy between four and six percent on an economic basis. Um, the, so the aging population, strong labour market, um, and high immigration—that's clear. That's the, that's the state, despite the fact that they've done Brexit. Will support movement and sales over the next two to three years overall. Uh, quick look at graphs by um, their regions. Uh, this is actually quite interesting here. Uh, I'm going to zoom in on this. Uh, this is the region for the whole of the UK. We can zoom in. You can see there Scotland up 1.75%. Uh, Edinburgh seems to be the highest according to Zoopla, 2% increase. Nottingham next at 1.2, Birmingham 1.2, Sheffield 0.9, Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, Newcastle, Glasgow 0.5 up, uh, Cardiff 0.4 up. And then you get to the other side, whereas Leicester's point one up, and then it swings over to Bristol, Oxford, Belfast, uh, Southampton, Portsmouth, um, uh, and you've got uh, Cambridge, Bournemouth, and Aberdeen, all 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 uh, uh, suggesting that they're lower in terms of house price growth. Um, okay, let's jump on finally and just cover uh, the actual average house prices according to Zoopla. They say an average UK house price, according to Zoopla, this is Zoopla's numbers. Uh, now, they measure up to July on July, not August, because we've not got the final figures for them yet. But they can get enough figures and enough data for the July end. Um, so they send 265,100. Um, and, and then they're saying, if you do the 20 city com uh, composite, which is like the big cities like Edinburgh, London, uh, Glasgow, and you bring 20 cities, all the big 20 cities, that actual figure for the average price is 306,200. Um, so it's clearly more expensive to live in a city than it is in uh, suburbs or in um, rural areas. Um, so Edinburgh is the highest, um, uh, according. Uh, well, actually it's not. Uh, let's look at London. £542,400 to buy a house in London uh, on average, according to Zoopla. The least expensive, um, Glasgow, I think it is, according to this, you can see right now, 144600 That's taking a lot of the 10,000 buildings into account. Yeah, Glasgow and Aberdeen, uh, just behind, just in front of that, 145600 in Aberdeen area, um, in terms of, now that's Aberdeen city centre. Um, the periphery of Aberdeen is a lot more expensive when you go outside of the Aberdeen into the into the um, countryside. 
Okay, um, so hopefully that'll give you a good insight into the market overall, into the UK housing market and where, where they are. But as I said before, um, quite a still a stable market. Uh, it's interesting to read these numbers and compare them, uh, what Zoopla says, against what the Halifax says um, and also the Nationwide say. Because Halifax and Nationwide spread doom and gloom. I have no idea why they get so much uh, uh, data which suggests that the house prices are dramatically down in price. But in actual fact, we don't actually see that as an estate agent. They're not that significantly impacted overall. Uh, the market's still quite stable overall. Uh, but I think it's down to the fact that the Halifax and the Nationwide have limited data. As you remember, they pulled the resources together and actually compared one set of numbers based on both of those. They'd have a, a more of a whole of a market approach to it, and they'll probably come in with better statistics than what they, they have right now in their producing. But they obviously just produced that because it's a soundbite that the news can pick up and it advertises their business at the same time. Uh, as I said, any further information, any further questions, please feel free to ask until next time guys and i'll see you tomorrow morning for our weekly show at 9 30 with richard about um, diversifying your letting portfolios to make the best investment on returns bye-bye for now